millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When the red, red robin comes bump, bump, bumping along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. in front of the television cameras leads to a narrow defeat against Preston. Welcome to Charlton Live. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live, coming to you live on your Sunday evening. Uh, from the Valley where we've been here all bloody day since uh, this morning's game uh, against Preston North End. A 1-0 defeat for the Addicts uh, in front of the television cameras. We're going to be looking back at that game uh, on this evening's show. To help me do just that, we've got Nathan Miller on my right-hand side. How are you doing, Nath? You, you look like you've enjoyed a succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> I'm good at judo as well. Yeah, you are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm yeah. doing all right, mate. Yeah. yeah, these last four hours have flown by, haven't yeah. they? We've yeah. had so much fun, haven't yeah. we? Well, it turns out there's a lot you can get into when there's just two of you in a room, isn't there? <sighs> oh, well, that's, that'll be... We'll let everyone imagine that. Yeah. Eating their Sunday roast. <laughs> spitting their Brussels sprouts out. <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> and uh, also joining us here, uh, who missed out on all the fun and games, is Mr. Mark Newby. I did Mark, seen you for a while? Yeah, I still don't understand why I had to leave my clothes outside. It's <laughs> well, just... part, part of the game. Part of yeah, the game. but you've got your socks on, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's cold in here, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I was going to say something, but yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> 
we'll save that for later. Right on the on the tonight's show, uh, we are going to look back, as I said, this afternoon's defeat against Preston North End. We'll have a quick listen to the uh, the brief highlights, and they are brief. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to hear our exclusive chat with Lee Bayer. Came in to speak to Tom uh, Wallin after the the game today. Uh, we also got an extra exclusive with Jason Pierce, the, the the Charlton skipper, gave away the penalty today. Actually, so of course had to ask him uh, about that that situation as well. But he was very honest about the the performance today. Uh, we'd like to hear from you guys as well. Um, you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live, or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum uh, to have your say on this evening's show. There's a thread on there where you can uh, put you want to put your views on there if you want to have your say. Uh, about today's performance, let us know what you made of the performance. Where did you think it went wrong, really? Uh, how frustrating was it dealing perhaps with some uh, gamesmanship, if you want to put it that way, from, from Preston North End? Uh, anything you want to say? And also, don't forget, you know, we are now starting to think about next weekend. We're going to Millwall, uh, the new den, where we haven't won uh, for a million and four years. Um, and if you if there's anything you want to say ahead of that game, if there's anything you'd like to see change, uh, how you think we're fair there, let us know. All those ways. Studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Tweet us at charlton live or head over to the Charlton Live Forum uh, to have your say. Just before we hear the highlights, Nathan, Yeah. Um, I mean, it was it, it's just one of those days, really. It, it was flat. It just, we never, other than maybe the first 15 minutes, I just felt like we never really got going. Yeah, it was a bit of a, I mean, we were talking about early kickoffs on Thursday, weren't we? And um, it had that sort of, that sort of feel about, it, you know, the, the atmosphere was flat. Um, which probably because we weren't really playing well enough for us to get us up in, in the mood, so to speak. Um, and I think Preston being an ugly team, not look-wise, not saying they were looking either, but being an ugly team, they made it ugly, they made it bitty. And then a combination of us really not playing and moving the ball quick enough like we used to just made it into a bit of a dull game and the game was won by a, by a mistake and um, we just couldn't really handle... Uh, their aggressiveness, their physicality, and Jaden Stockley all around. Um, I thought that would change when Daniel Johnson went off because he's a good player. Um, and yeah, but I just think it's one of those ones where you just say bad day at the office. And I know Mark don't like it, but you know we go again. Yeah, <laughs> Mark. I mean, uh, we were talking just off air about the phrase "we go again" because it's not like after you win a game you say that's it, we're finished. <laughs> Obviously, you have to go again. But uh, the, the performance as a whole—it's—I it, mean, you—you you can go out and say, "Sure, Preston made it very difficult for us," and and, and they did. They 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 did stop start game, wasn't it? They were going down at every opportunity. They were wasting time. But at the same time, when we were on the ball, that we just we just weren't putting passes together like we normally do today. Yeah, they nullified us. Um, they'd obviously done their homework. They stopped us playing back. Um, out from the back as soon as we got it close you know, they, they stopped it in the midfield we had no one holding it in midfield so it was just coming back at us very quickly um, I don't think our better players had their best games I mean Gallagher who probably from the outfield I mean Dylan did well great save in the first sort of like half but there's no one who can really say you know play to their potential today mm, yeah that's what it very much uh, felt like right. We're going to have a listen to the highlights uh, of the game. Your commentators over on Valley Pass were Greg Stubbley and Tom Wallin. Really central Fisher 
Over the wall. It's through the wall and well held by Dylan Phillips. Yeah, one of those that bobbles just before the goalkeeper and it came straight through the wall as well, so I don't know how much you would have seen it. It was a fairly soft effort, but I still think credit should go to Phillips for holding on to that graft by Rafferty, but gives the ball away. Well intercepted by Dan Prattley. And Prattley's on the run here. Halfway side presses half towards Have the goal. Prattley still goes for it. Deflection. It goes behind for a Charlton corner. Yeah. Gallagher's now got space, space to turn. And Gallagher can run at the press and defence. Gallagher cuts his side onto his right foot. Shooting opportunity. Gallagher goes for it. Deflection comes down to Bond. Lovely touch to Perrington. Shooting chance. Perrington oh. saved by Rudd. A great chance for Ben Perrington and Preston. Kyle looks at the switch across to Perrington. That's a lovely ball. And Perrington can control. He's got Colin behind him. Ball into the box. Dangerous. Gallagher oh. for the header. Brilliant ball in from Ben Perrington to the near post. Gallagher, a little flick, and just wide. But Charlton with two great opportunities there, Tom. Yeah, best spell of, uh, of possession for Charlton. Up against Fisher. Well, Fisher's just colliding. And ball as well, surely. Kyle, no free kick given, and Fisher's come away with the ball for Preston. It's a good run on this left-hand side. Fisher, born to the box. It's a dangerous one. Oh. Nabi Saar and Pierce both oh, misses. Save from Dylan Phillips at the back post to deny Barkhausen. Brilliant save from Phillips. Pierce and Saar both missed the ball. The Barkhausen didn't, but Dylan Phillips was there to save it. Fantastic save. It was he gets great. the ball about 15 yards inside the Preston half. He goes back to Prattley. Preston defending deep with two banks of four now. Cullen trying to find a gap in there, and he does play it forward to KO with a nice little flick to Gallagher with a nice back heel. Back to KO. Oh, and I don't know if he tried to pass it into Bond or have a shot. He seemed to do neither. And in the end, it was a simple save for Declan Rudd, but nice intricate passing from Charlton. Yeah, I think he went to pass it back to Bond. I think he should have just gone for Galakia stabs the ball forward, and then Gallagher picks it up, and then Brown flicks it forward, and again it's loose from both teams, and Maguire's able to come away. And Lockyer slipped, and Maguire's in behind him, and Solly's coming to close him down. But Maguire pokes it in towards the near post easy enough for Dylan Phillips to get Dylan Phillips now holds on to the ball and berates a couple of the players edge of the Charlton penalty area and he's still got a lot of space Charlton just sitting off him here goes back to Gallagher again and now out to that far side and Pearson who stayed out there and eventually he fizzed in right footed Great and it's chance. a clear header for Barkhausen on the edge of the six yard box and you've got to think he should have done better there yeah Charlton have, have not played well this first 45 minutes I think it's a rare game where tactically I think Charlton perhaps got it slightly wrong and we're too defensive at times which it, does, it sounds a bit silly but because we haven't been good defensively but I just think in possession we've not looked comfortable we've we've not looked as fluid but it's run all the way through to Dylan Phillips and there is the half-time whistle picks it up still halfway inside the Preston half and he goes out wide to the right and Lockyer Lockyer then tries to play the ball in towards Ben Perrington who stayed up there he gets his head to it drops to McCauley Bond on the penalty spot not once oh. and eventually with the second time he gets a strike to it but it's a poor strike and just bobbles wide of the guide to Brown Brown goes back to Fisher Fisher then tries to fire the ball in towards Stockley. It's easy enough for Solly to pick up, but again, Gallagher is there to snatch it up. He plays it out to Rafferty, and Rafferty right-footed drifts it in, and it's been bundled, and Pierce has bundled Stockley to the floor in the penalty area, and the referee has given a penalty. Well, I was saying earlier, Tom, in the first half that Preston's chances all came off Charlton mistakes, and for, for me, Charlton made two mistakes. First of all, giving away possession in the first place, and the ball into the box, which Solly didn't get enough contact on. He'd be disappointed. The ball spread out to the left-hand side. Rafferty cutting inside. Uh, like to see it again, but there was contact on Pierce and on Stockley. Yeah, um, referee saying that Pierce had two hands on the back of Stockley. The ball had actually gone over the pair of them anyway. Of course, that doesn't matter. And it's going to be Paul Gallagher up against Dylan Phillips. Yeah, Gallagher has a weird routine where he, he doesn't face the goalkeeper. He turns away and he runs back towards the edge of the penalty and then runs and just strikes it. So if you're Dylan Phillips you just got to use your instincts here. 
And this is Darren Prattley. He'll try and put him off on his walk back as Gallagher walks away from the ball. Five strides, turns, runs towards the ball. Now fires it low. And Dylan Phillips guessed the right way. But it was a brilliant penalty from Paul Gallagher right into the corner. And on 58 minutes here, Charlton are 1-0 down. As Greg said, they have been better in this second half. But a penalty has seen Preston take the lead here. And it's Charlton 0, Preston 1. Yeah, good penalty. As you say, Phillips went the right way. But the way he strikes the ball, Gallagher... It's difficult to say for Callum Gallagher and Kyle all over this. The referee blows his whistle. They're really tight together, the trio. And they'll step away. Someone's got to take it. it Cullen it is, swings it in towards the back. Oh! Oh! I can't quite get there. A brilliant cross in from Cullen. And then EK was stretching. I just couldn't quite get there. We've got the last 10 seconds of normal time. You'd imagine at least five minutes given the injuries and it's going to be seven minutes well I don't think it'll be that many no but that's probably about right you look at the head injuries that there's been it probably is about right he gets a caught under his feet and Preston got men over as Barkhausen closing in on goal skips past Lockyer one on one with Phillips great, great save, save by Phillips oh, where's and that the ball rebound bouncing? comes down to Pearson in the box Pearson behind him Finds Gallagher, goes for it. Oh, good block from Gallagher. But Gallagher. Josh Cullen over this for Cholton. Can they scramble a point? Cullen swings it in. It's an awkward one. It comes to the back post. Oh, 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 off the side netting. I couldn't see who it was. It might have been Parrington. Rod made a meal of it. Came down. And that's the chance Cholton have been craving. Out of nothing, they almost got an equaliser. As Davis clears it away. Forward towards Barkhausen. Oh, it's Brown. And there's the full-time whistle. As Preston come away victorious today. Just not the Charlton, not Charlton's day. So there we go, the highlights of uh, today's game with Preston North End here at the Valley. Uh, thanks to Tom Wallin and to Greg Stubbley on Valley Pass. Um, yeah, I said they were short. They, we, we've done a lot, a lot longer ones than that before, haven't we, Nath? Because it, it's one of those games where it just, we just couldn't create. I mean, we had a couple of openings in the first half, but then the second half, we just really weren't at it. I think we, we just couldn't couldn't create the chances that we needed to to get back into the game no and I think like I said earlier I think it was a combination of us playing not well and then making it very disjointed there wasn't really any natural flow to the game for either side I thought and we just seemed a bit sluggish um, didn't carve out too many opportunities and as as the game wore on you knew it was just going to be it had nil-nil all over it or it was going to be a sloppy goal or a mistake um, or a bit of brilliance Um, and that turned out to be the case but um, I was as disappointed as I was earlier. Um, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you know, we're still in a decent position. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just have to focus on next week because it's hard to, you, you know, you've got to try and put it behind you. But as, um, you know, as some of the post-match stuff was being said, is that sometimes, you know, you need these things to happen to keep you grounded sort of thing. And um, hopefully... Um, it bodes well for next week because I don't think we've had two bad games in a row under Bo. So um, yeah, hopefully we can. Mm. We, we need to drastically improve. Well, I don't think we can get any worse. I think if, going forward, um, mm. so it can only get better. I think. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the main talking point, I guess, is going to be the penalty kick. Uh, Jason Pierce penalised for a foul on, on Jaden Stockley. What did you think, Mark? Did you think it was a, a fair one? Have, have... Uh, he's a big old unit, that guy Stockley, and he likes swinging his arms about. Um, but if, you know, I don't think there's too many complaints. I think if it had been the other way around, uh, I didn't think the referee was great. You know, I'm not going to blame him for our, our defeat today, but I didn't think he was great. 
and I haven't seen it as clearly as like, so I've seen it once. I think you know, if 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 they're not disputing it, then I'm not going to dispute it. So I d- I don't think we deserved to win, but by by the same degree, I don't think we were actually as bad as we were possibly like at Wigan, mm. and when we got what we deserved then. And you know, like I said to you before, Preston didn't particularly impress me. Very at their top, I can't see them going up. Um, I think there's better teams in this division. Um, so and I think you know if they didn't spank us, you know it could have been four, five, six nil. Then you can sit here thinking, you know, we you know all doom and gloom. But I, I think if you look back in the scheme of things, second half, first fifteen minutes, I thought, I thought we were going to score. I thought we we had momentum. It's we went forward. Lecco was getting on the ball. Um, you know they they couldn't do their sort of like dirty deeds. So when it went up the other end and the penalties given, you're thinking right now there's going to be more gaps because we're going to have to go for it. You know, and luckily Dill's made a good save at the end. It could have been worse. So, you know, I think in perspective of things, so I'd say it's not the worst beating to get a 1-0 to the team who's currently top of the league. Mm, yeah, I mean, can you see why Preston are top after that performance, Nave? Uh No, not really. Uh, I mean, they're a good team. Don't I mean, obviously, they're there for a reason. Um, but I wouldn't say they're... They'll pl- they played us off the park, or I don't think they'll play many teams off the park. I think they're just a, a physical, aggressive, direct side who know their strengths. Um, and, it, you know, you go through their squad, and they've actually got good players. You look at players like, who have they got? I was looking at the programme earlier, like Andre Green and stuff like that, and they didn't, you know, they've got some in and out of the team. So they're a good side, and they're an experienced side. But, I mean, like, I agree with Mark. I think there's a definitely a couple more teams that are slightly better than them um, but it's a long season it's only 15 games for we know they could end up finishing 15th and go not winning 10 so that's what the league's like um, but yeah I wasn't overly impressed with them if I must say mm. yeah I mean we so we started off with the three at the back in, in the first half Mark and then obviously Bayer switched it up to the diamond because I mean the worst stage I think probably a our best chances came in the first half, although it did feel like we started to play some nice stuff at the start of the second period before we faded away in both halves, really. But I mean, we, I mean, which formation do you think suited us better today? Because I thought once we changed the the diamond at the start of the second period, for 15 minutes perhaps, we were starting to find a bit more space in midfield, which perhaps had been lacking. Yeah, for some reason, Naby seemed to be struggling in the, in the three today. When you know he got caught on the ball, a couple of wayward passes, he didn't. He didn't have anyone to hit. That's the trouble. It was so congested. He couldn't do that like long cross-field balls and it was going to Purrington and back and then back and sideways. And no one was coming in and showing for him. And so when he went flat to like four at the back, it suited us a bit better. Like you say, I think the diamond worked. And I think, you know, if you'd had someone, a Klaus Jensen, a Yoni Bayerns type of player who's going to give themselves some space to pick a pass. I mean... Obviously, the one we're looking for is Johnny Williams. Mm. You know, in, in a game like today is when you've missed that bit of quality. Someone like him, even Lyle. Lyle's movement would have moved their back. Their back too didn't have to move today. You know, Bauer didn't have to do anything special. He just mopped up. You know, Bond didn't really have the movement to move him, movement around and wasn't getting any support. Mm. So, you know, I think tactically, I think question the first half. I think you know. You know, I don't normally question Bowyer, but I think tactically in the first half, he said he himself he was surprised by the way they came mm. and played. He said they're not normally as direct as that. Yeah. But, so, but, but he could have changed that once he yeah. saw what was going on. Change it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what he did at, at half time as well. 
Um, it's interesting you mentioned about Bond's movement today because actually we had Paul Parker doing the game for Radio London. He mentioned that as well. He, he felt that something that Bond could have improved upon uh, today. I mean, a few notable players. I mean, Baron Kyle was playing a, a lot further forward than what we were used to. Uh, well, I say used to. We've hardly seen him, to be fair. But he was playing a fair bit further forward today. Nathan, what did you make? What did you make of him, the Israeli <laughs> international? Um, I wasn't impressed. I must. Have, I know he's, he can have a bit of class on him, but from when I've seen him before, he's more of a deep line player. Um, likes to dictate the game. Um, I know we're struggling for bodies at the moment, but I didn't feel the p- the positions that he was getting into weren't. Gonna, he wasn't really going to be threatening. A lot of the time, he found himself more f- further out wide on the right. Um, even in the second half, the, you know there was a couple of moments in the first half. He was he was appearing deeper, and he looked like he was better on the ball. But um, Obviously, that was what the position that he had to play today. But I know he's a good player. I just think he might need a few games to to try. We need to try and shoehorn him in because you look at you know the deep deep players we've got at the moment. You've got Cullen there, and you've got Prattley there, um, and he he's going to struggle to get in. But he's a decent player. But I wasn't overly impressed with him today. I must admit. Mm, yeah, I mean, when we started to see these chances coming in the first half, and we saw the one where, where sort of Bond touched it around the corner for Perrington and tight angle. Then that was a brilliant cross from Perrington, which Gallagher headed just wide. And you think, you know, like, we're just seeing flashes of what we can do there. And that, I guess it's moments like that that we didn't see enough of today. And I think, one again, any any times where we got into our rhythm, which was you know, sort of around the 20-minute the mark, and then, like I said, at the start of the second half, it seemed Preston, within five, ten minutes, I don't know if Alex Neil did something different, but they just found a way to stop that rhythm now. I mean, we saw it quite clearly at times. It was through going down injured when, when perhaps you didn't need to, slowing down restarts of play when the ball's gone out for a throw or a goal kick or whatever. But they always, they always just seem to find a way to disrupt our, our momentum as we're just starting to, to, to pick a little bit of that up. Yeah, I mean, that's the frustrating thing. We know how good we can be. I mean, that's the thing. We watch us week in, week out. We know when we're at the top of our game and we know when they've let their standard slip and you're right they did disrupt us they did stop us which is strange where you've got experienced players like Prattley who can give it out as well as anybody you know but he seemed to sort of like not have the influence that he normally has on a game you know he broke up a couple of um, attacks but then there was sort of like nothing we had like Purrington down one side but even then he was being caught out of position a couple of times and then we weren't passing it we weren't doing a slick pass and move like we can do, which I think is what Bowyer's going to get onto them this week. You know, what what worked so well with us in the game we've won, you know, we weren't doing. And mm. I think, you know, because next week is, is a big one. Just about. I mean, we're starting to play badly just in time for the the, the annual defeat at Millwall. But I mean, that was, that's a bit of an exaggeration there. It's one game. But there, there was a surprising bits of nervousness within the, the defence as well. I mean, Mark's already mentioned Naby, who... Uh, but perhaps struggled a little bit in, in the first half was hooked at half time but I mean there, there was a cross I think it was possibly Pierce or Lockyer and Naby both missed it and Dylan had to sort of um, make the save at, at, at the far side to, 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 get, to get them off the hook with that one and it was just passing mistakes and Dilly and Dalian at the back I mean even, even Cullen give it away a couple of times today mm. which you just don't see and I don't know why that was happening so I can't work out why that should be any different I mean there, there was pressing from, from Preston Surely, you know, to come and put us under a little bit of pressure. But at times it just felt a little bit rushed when we were on the ball as well. Yeah, I think a lot of times, um, so Naby's mistakes, when we look at, he, you know, he gets the ball at his feet and he didn't really have much option. So then he was trying to force it and then he was forcing himself into a mistake. Um, and I think today with, 
we didn't really. I like to call them carriers. We didn't really have a carrier like a like a Johnny Williams who couldn't get the ball and drive them. Um, and I, we said this on Thursday because we think about Erhan playing, but he's not one of those players either. Um, the only player you could have probably done, maybe Connor could do that, but he's not a driver. Chucks and EK could, but he, it was a bit too late the time he come on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all around we just looked nervous because I just don't think we knew, because we were expecting a, a big press from Preston, we didn't really know what else to do, which forced us to go to long to Macca. And then when Macca was getting it, we didn't have the bodies around him to pick up the second ball. So, And then it was, like Mark said, it was coming straight back at us. So I think there was quite a lot of nervousness all over the pitch, but um, I think when with Naby, I think if he does something wrong, I mean, he, obviously he nearly messed up on what was it Daniel Johnson, and he gave, obviously injured him. But uh, and it just once he does one, it just seems like one comes. Yeah. It's like so if you look at the player final, you know he done that one, got booked, and then he done another one, and he thought he was going, and he got hooked at half time. And I think with Naby, he's either if he makes some, if people get on his back, which I don't think anyone did. But he starts taking it a bit personally. Yeah. I, well, he? I think he gets inside his own head. Yeah. Once he's made a mistake, he gets nervous. And you're right. You're right to point out. He saw that. I just wonder actually that mm. the incident where he did end up injuring Daniel Johnson. Mm. He had it, it, as soon as I saw Johnson running towards the edge of the box, all I could think about was Ivan Caviero's goal at Fulham, where Naby could have perhaps taken him out and decided not to and take the yellow card and he scored. I just wonder if that was going through his mind well, we, when we, he saw Johnson going towards the edge of the goal. So he thought I'd take the card this time. Well, we were shouting, "Foul him! Foul him! Foul him!" <laughs> and when he did, and it was. Quite an innocuous foul, to be quite honest. When you see it, it's literally just almost like a shove, and mm. he's not—he's not tapped his ankle. He's literally put a hand into the back of him and shoved him. And you're thinking, so when we had to go off, you're thinking, well, he's, he's obviously caught him, you know, on the way down. He's caught his own ankle. Um, yeah, the one which came across um, both Lockyer and it's, it's slightly come off. I've got a feeling it's come off Lockyer's shin. Uh, no, Nabby's shin. And Lockyer was just about to clear it, and it's taken it off his foot, and that's when Dills made a good mm. save. But even Lockyer himself, I mean, he he wasn't happy. He got a couple of clatters in the face, and he he was fuming, and they, they had to calm him down. Yeah, we saw that one. I just thought he was going to go and mm. thinking, I don't care if I get a red card, I'm going to take yeah. out their big lump. Yeah, well, we saw that one where he got the bloodied lip, and we hearts in mouths, because you see him getting ready, trying to go and have a pop at the referee as well, while he's being treated. You're thinking, he's, he's one of the chaps on a yellow card waiting for... If he gets one more booking, he would have been out for Millwall next week. The same was true of Prattley and Gallagher. So that's one one positive for today is, today is that none of those three got got a booking. So they are still all able to play at Millwall next week. I mean, just at the start of that second half, like I say, once we change to the diamond, you're thinking, okay, Lecco's on. Um, you know, we know you know you know what you're going to get with Lecco in so much as you don't know what you're going to get with Lecco because he's such a wild card. But you know you're going to get that every time he plays and. Do you think he made a change to the game in, in, in the start of that second period? Yeah, I think so. I mean, with Leco, you know, like you say, you know you're going to get, you're going to get pace and you're going to get directness, which I think is something we definitely lacked in the first half. We lacked that bit of, um, I don't know, just that little bit of oomph up there. And uh, yeah, I think the early part, you know, the early, the early passages of the, first, the second half, yeah, we did start getting him on the ball and um, and then he's playing alongside Macca. And, I, you know, and I, I was quite confident I thought you know we might be able to change it up a bit now because we we couldn't get any worse from the first half but um yeah it just then it, again it just seemed to fizzle out again and and, Pre- and Preston got went on to their keeping that you know keeping their shape being structured to be fair this is what I mean I know that I said they're an ugly team 
but you know they're an experienced team and they know how to play the game in a different way that we're used to but it's effective for them and their mm. players so um, but you know all fair play to them for yeah. getting the three points I mean, done the job I was talking about how we started the second half brightly but without really creating any real chances until that one that came to Macaulay Bond where he ended up having two bites of the cherry and by the time he'd He'd hit it because he'd um, he'd already handballed it anyway, so it wouldn't have counted. And then, as we say, the, the penalty. We should probably talk about the technique for the penalty. I mean, uh, if, if if you watched your championship football, you would have seen Paul Gallagher do that before. But if you hadn't, that would have been a bit of a surprise to see that his run-up starts off with his back to the ball before he strides towards the edge of the penalty area, turns around. And then you have to say, that was a very impressive uh, penalty into the bottom corner because Dylan guessed the right way, but just had so much power, he's never going to get down to that one. Yeah, but he's no Lyle Taylor, is he? <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got to do it, take something a little bit different. I liked yeah, it. I mean, when he first stood there, I thought he's going to back heal it. Yeah, so now yeah. that would be something different. So, yeah. see if he could do that. But no, like I say, Dills went the right way because he obviously knows, you know, has watched him. But like I say, he was well taken, good, powerful. You know, they say you don't stop those. Mm, so, yeah, and so CFC facts and stats just pointed out that we only had one shot on target today, which pro- did probably sum, sum us up eight shots altogether. Forty, I mean, forty-eight percent position. It was reasonably even in terms of actual chances. I mean, it summed them up as well. I mean, can you remember too many clear-cut chances? Dylan obviously d- dug us out a couple of times uh, in, in first half and then at the end. There wasn't that many openings in the game. It was just one of those games. I mean, I know Sky picked this one to put it on the television, but I can't imagine there were. Many viewers there sat on the edge of their seat for that ninety minutes. Nate, it wasn't. It, it wasn't a great game to watch at all, was it? Uh, it wasn't an advert for the championship. No, considering the two teams and you know where they are. Um, yeah, it, like I said, earlier, it was just a bit of a. It was just a bit of a nothing day. I mean, I hate Sunday games. I hate them so bad. Um, but yeah, it just seemed like we 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 just didn't turn up. We just seemed we looked like we were still asleep. That's what it felt like, and. But yeah, same as Preston, they didn't exactly was amazing to watch, and I was looking at them and all going, "Oh, these, are, this is why these are top." I mean, if you if you didn't watch a championship every week and you watched that, you'd think, "Oh, these are twelfth and thirteenth." Mm. Yeah, so I mean, if you, you wouldn't can, think it's a top. You compare the, it to some of the football we saw played by Fulham, yeah. uh, West Bromwich Albion last week, for example. Even even Leeds at times when they're moving the ball around. I mean, you, there was a clear difference in the the style of football, and and I mean, Alex Neil. Um, he's clearly got them playing a certain way and it's effective you can't argue with that and that's the most frustrating thing it's so effective you just wonder if we start doing it maybe 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 we could maybe we could bore our way to, to promotion as well but yeah you would it's not it's not the sort of football you want to watch every week no no and you know I'd, ideally you know in an ideal world you want to play lovely perfect sort of like first half not in forest type football you know with a lovely beautiful finish sometimes it is about just getting a result and they you know they know at home you know, here they had to come here, and it's not an easy place for teams to come um, because Bo has got us playing in a certain way. So they'll they'll be pleased with just taking the three points. And, you know, it's like yeah, it wasn't a classic. You know, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's a phone call on Monday saying, you know, those two games you've got on TV. <laughs> yeah, we we're, we're thinking mind. of changing them again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah, saw an EK come on for the last fifteen minutes again. Uh, it's one of those games where I mean he is such a physical player and any physicality was was being punished pretty much by the referee and by by Preston making the very most of it. So he didn't really have a chance to be that effective. I think one what, one header maybe. Mm. Yeah, I don't. With Chucks again, he Chucks his best game is when he gets the ball on half turn and drives. But I think when he come on, he just went up top and we was lumping it to him, which is not his game. Um, so I think with, with him coming on, if you're gonna bring those sort of players on. I mean, when Ozta come on with like three minutes to go, which I didn't see what the point was in that, but 
Um, mm. With Chucks, it's like if you're going to bring him on, you've got to play to his strengths. Otherwise, you don't bring him on. Just just shove a centre half up there if you're just going to launch it. There's no yeah. point. I mean, that was going to be my next question about about Aaron Otsuma coming on for the last three minutes. I mean, I mean, I, I could I couldn't see how this was going to be a game he could affect anyway. But in the space of three minutes, it seemed it seemed it seemed like a real well, last throw yeah. of the dice there, didn't it? Because I mean, it was a physical game. And there wasn't any space for him to weave his magic in. I mean, last week at West Brom, there was gaps for him to play neat passes in and, and to create openings for others and to and to run into. But it wasn't that at all today. And I just when he came on, I didn't think, oh, here we go. This is this is going to be the man who's going to save the day. Yeah, it was strange. I mean, technically it was ten because it was three minutes to go, and then it was yeah. seven minutes extra. Yeah. But I'd, I'd turned around and said to the guys next to me, you know, we all sit there, amateur managers, saying, "What would you do?" <laughs> Backseat managers, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, so I'd stick Davison on. He's he's untried, he's untested, but he's got some height, he's got some build on him. You know, he's not a small lad. I, I couldn't see what Otsuma could bring to us. You know, he, he's not going to, they got some big guys, he's not going to win headers, he's not going to get enough time on the ball to influence it. So why not, you know, you're not going to hurt Davison in any way by giving him 10 minutes, because they would have known how much time there was going to be, because they would have been in the like, fourth officials, like, known, seen the signals, and known. It was going to be 10 minutes. I mean, mm. if they thought Otsuma could have changed it for game that much, put him on as soon as we concede. Yeah. As soon as the penalty's gone in, and then he's got 25 minutes to play the to, to, to do something. Mm. You know, like, I'd agree. You know, when you put it up with two minutes to go on the normal time, you're thinking, you know, why? Mm. You know, yeah. if Deji was there, you could just you could put Deji there and shove Piercy up there. Do you know what I mean? If we're going to go direct, you know, and then you want to get the pace in behind with the Lekos, the Maccas. Or whatever, do that. But I just think bringing Ern on with yeah. ten minutes to go, it's like, what's he going to do? Like, he weren't really going to do much. It does show a little bit, I guess, how short our options are, and, yeah, may, and exactly. maybe you are you are looking around trying to see what you can chuck on, and maybe you, you're looking at, maybe thinking that is probably the best option. I mean, there's a great save from Dylan, wasn't there? Late on from Barkhausen in that seven minutes of added time, and then having I was actually just watching the highlights on my phone whilst we were playing you the audio highlights because I've been here getting the show ready since full time other than when me and Nathan went for a Chinese um, I didn't have time to watch it but uh, looking back at that purring to miss that was a bigger chance than I realised now I also thought I heard a whistle when it came over and I had to watch the highlights with the sound off so I'm not entirely sure if there was or wasn't if it would have counted but if it if that whistle didn't blow I mean that that was a better chance I mean you would have been right behind it Mark and, uh, yeah, yeah it was right in front of us and like I said we saw it hit the but, you know, side netting and no. Mm. Someone said that the referee had blown a whistle because of a foul on, on the keeper. But that's what no, 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 no one had touched him. Mm. You know, he'd, he'd flapped at it. And you're thinking, it just needed a calm head, a side foot. I mean, he's he's, he's lanked it off his shin. You know, but he's, you know, he's a full back. You know, it, even if he'd tried and knocked it back across, it was a tapping for somebody. But, you know, if you're, if you're relying on your full back in the last, like, 96th minute to get your equaliser... You know, you're in trouble for the whole game. Yeah, so. it's showing, showing you hasn't done uh, enough throughout the 90 minutes, unfortunately, or the 100 minutes, whatever it turned out to be. Um, th- there was frustration. I mean, we talked about Preston going down easy. I mean, there was a few examples throughout the game. The worst one for me was when I think Prattley was chasing the ball in towards the southwest corner of the ground and Preston left back, whoever it was, started falling over backwards before Prattley was about five yards near him and then went down, pretending he'd been fouled. The lino was two yards away. 
and he didn't give it. And then there was another one where there was a clear handball from a jump player, and the referee 30 yards away gave it, and the line on the near side, again, didn't give it. And But, I mean, the the referee's performance overall, Mark, you felt like... You tweeted in earlier, suggested yeah, did, you might have something to I say did, about I, it. I did think it was quite poor, um, only, only for the simple fact of the elbows which were being flung around, and the fact that you know two of our guys have gone down holding their heads... And every time you saw their guy jump, but he's he's managed to clock him. Yeah, you do need your arms to let to jump. But I remember sort of like seeing games where you think to yourself, once he's done it once and got away with it, he's going, you know what, I'm going to carry on doing this. Mm. I'm going to carry on doing this. And again, you know, like I say, they did go down very fast, very easily. Um, at one time, I just thought their right back was just going to go over if I coughed. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, let alone yeah. walking down the touchline to take every throw. And you're like, oh, yeah. that's what frustrates you as a fan. I just said this to Nathan off air. I said, you know, you don't mind if you've lost to a better team. But when it that niggly thing happened, it just frustrates you, which means there's more bad blood with the fans towards the players and more aggression and more bad feeling than, than there needs to be it's you know in a in a game mm, yeah it's it's weird actually doing the show on the same day as a game because obviously your emotions will still be a little bit a little bit raw after that performance especially if we had to do the show three hours ago I think it would have been an even even then a very different one because we probably calmed down a little bit now but it's just it is so frustrating watching a game of football like that. I can feel myself shaking in that last sort of 15 20 minutes I mean, again even Paul Parker said you know he, he's not a Charlton fan he said I came in to watch a game of football and I'm not getting one at the moment I'm getting a game of people sitting down on the floor and, and taking forever I mean I can't remember which one of the the, the centre halves it was he got the, the head injury near the end and where they decided to let him be treated on the pitch. But then when Piercy got an injury late on, they was like, oh, no, treat him on the side of the pitch. I was like, well, what's the rule? Yeah. What, what's going on here? Why couldn't the Preston man be on the side of the pitch for two minutes while we had to wait? And then you had that one who went down on the corner and then jumped on the pitch so, yeah. so he had to stop the play. Mm, frustration. And it was like when we they gave a handball against us... And they let him play the quick one, but then we get a free kick and try to play quick one and get called back. Or referee it's, giving the ball yeah, back to them. And like Prattley and uh, Cullen going, take, it's our ball. We had mm. the ball. You've stopped it and you're just giving it back to their keeper. Yeah, I know the laws have changed this year and I can't sort of like work for the life of me, work out what they are when it stops that. Because there's no longer a drop ball. And it used to be it's like whoever player was closest to the ball, mm. when the referee decides to stop the game, that side gets the ball back. Yeah. And I was just thinking, tell you what, let's take the goals down and just put some jumpers in. <laughs> and we can all present, oh, that's where the crossbar is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. No yeah. lines on the pitch. It becomes up to the referee's discretion as to who he gives the ball back to. But then they, quite often now we see confusion about, well, are you going to kick it to us so we can kick it back to your goalkeeper? And then oh, it's, it's two or three times now that rule. Mm. Uh, that rule change hasn't really worked. Right, we're going to hear from Lee Bayer in a few seconds' time. Don't forget, you can have your say on this evening's Charlton Live as well. You can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Uh, you can tweet us at Charlton Live, or you can head over to the Charlton Live Forum to have your say on this evening's show. Let us know what you made of this afternoon's home defeat against Preston North End. Um, what, where do you think it went wrong, basically? How frustrated were you when that final whistle went? And don't forget, it's Millwall up next uh, at the Den. Uh, we're looking to travel over to Zampero. We want to know... What would you like to see changed? Do you think this could finally be the year that Charlton can do the dirty over Millwall over on the other one well, or the other side, uh, slightly further away in South London? Uh, right, let's have a listen to what Lee Bayer said. Then he came in to speak to Tom Wallin after the game and he admitted that his side were absolutely unrecognisable today. Um, scrappy. Um, a performance that... Oh, it, it just wasn't us today I don't know I don't know why um, 
they seemed a bit nervy at times um, didn't move the ball well at all compared to what we've been doing of late so uh, yeah disappointing day to end, and the way we lost as well like on the penalty I think a draw would have been a fair result I don't think it was a good game at all from, but from both sides it was quite even <clears throat> so yeah uh, disappointing to lose the way we did I think from up in the gantry to us it felt like it was more our mistakes than, than anything Preston were doing that probably cost us that game do you think that's fair and, and if that is the case is that more frustrating than playing our football and losing yeah because it, like, like I said it was we was making mistakes and we was causing our own mistakes so which is the most frustrating thing it's different if you get outplayed or or they go and score wonder goals but I think we give the ball away in, in bad areas at times cheaply and invited our own pressure and then obviously give the penalty to them uh, then they, we end up losing the game but we'll learn we, we've got to learn from this um, it's new to us you've got to remember Preston are a, a good good championship side they've just gone top I think you obviously started with a back three um, almost a back four at times when, when Prattley slotted in um, and then a back six obviously with the wing backs as well I guess to try and handle the the physicality of Stockley was the idea to kind of soak up the pressure and then try and hit them on the counter in that first half? Yeah, um, and, and I thought it, it was working. I think like Connor's header that goes in is completely different then, you know. Um, he just went wide, and but I just felt that it, it was going from back to front for, for them too easily, so you couldn't just keep leaving one of the centre-halves just to hit that diagonal onto the big fella, because... That was the only way they was causing us problems. So we had to bring on uh, another striker, and and again, I thought second half we we coped, if anything, coped with it even better. So uh, that's what makes it so frustrating. Obviously, we had chances ourselves um, to to score, and uh, and we didn't take them, and and then we lose. Yeah, I think as you say, scrappy first half really, and although they had a fair bit of possession and. And territory, I didn't think really they created too much apart from long shots. As you say, the Gallagher effort and Perrington probably the the best chances in that first half. You made that switch at, at half time, and I thought we looked better for the first five or six minutes of that second half. Um, but then Preston again started to do the ugly side of the game. Um, we give away a penalty. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it back, but I assume no complaints. It looked from up there like it was a pretty strange decision from Pierce, really. Someone who's obviously got a lot of experience to, to bring him down in that way. Um, that must obviously be frustrating for you. Yeah. As your captain, you know you, you you don't expect your your captain to make decisions like that. But again, it's it's that's what happens in the game. Unfortunately, um, you, you've got split second, split second to to, to make decisions. And um, but here, learn and we're learning. We're we're get ready for next week. That's the, that's the most important thing. We can't change anything now. Um, so yeah, the, 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 to be fair to the players, like they've, they've been unreal for for me. Um, looks like 14, 15 games, uh, 45 minutes at Wigan, and, and then today we was a bit off it. Um, but it's so noticeable because it don't happen very often. So when it does, it's, it's noticeable, you know. I think you mentioned the Wigan game yourself there, and I was going to because I think that's the only other time I've heard you come out and say that your players didn't perhaps give you what you want in the balance of play and given 
the early season expectations, certainly from the media. Um, can you take some comfort in the way that we have started? Because I know there's been a couple of people this week questioning our recent run and our last eight games. I think as yeah. a fan, yes, we've only won two of them, but I would have said that the performances and the results have actually been pretty good against some very good teams. So looking at where we are in the season as a whole, would you say... Uh, Personally, I think we made a pretty good start. Is that is that your assessment of where we're at? Yeah, I think we've made a very, very good start. Um, yeah, that that fella that was asking questions last week, I don't know what he was talking about. I don't know. He obviously ain't been to any of our games. I mean, he was just talking rubbish. To to say that we, okay, he's looking at the wins, but look who you're playing against. So our last eight, I think, is or six, seven, has been Leeds. Uh, Fulham, West Brom, Bristol City, Derby, Swansea, Preston, and Swansea. Yeah. Like they're all teams that are tipped for the top six. So, so what do you want us to do? Like we've just come up, we've got the smallest budget, we're working miracles here, and then what you want us to go and beat all them teams? Like, come on, get a brain. Like he's just stupid talking rubbish. So, for me. We're in where we deserve to be in the league, and we deserve there because we've got the points. At the end of the day, you have to earn earn them points and work hard for them, and we have done that. But um, yeah, the most important thing is that we keep going. Um, so yeah, that's that's what we keep doing. Yeah, you've obviously got pretty much a full week. I know it's Sunday rather than Saturday today, but a full week with the team now. Um, you're going to have a chance to get any players back fit. I know a lot of the fans will be hoping Lyle will be back for the big yeah. game next week. No, no, I don't. I don't think any more are coming back. Um, not as I'm aware. Um, Lyle, we was hoping he was going to be ready for this weekend. So, but he had a setback, so he's um, he won't be back now until after the national break. Someone who's who's grown up around here and obviously been at the club before, you'll know how much the game next weekend means to the fans. How much are you relishing taking on that challenge of Millwall, who we haven't beaten for so long? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good challenge. Um, so it might be a good thing that the, the, the players wasn't at their best today, because then whenever that happens, then you know 100% next time they're they're at it and local derby and yeah, it'd be a great atmosphere and yeah, we'll, we'll be trying to bring them three points home for sure I don't think since you've been in charge we could say we've seen two Liboya sides back to back have, have poor games mm. so hopefully that'll be the case um, hard lines today and as I say if you get a result on Millwall next week then today's defeat will be quickly forgotten I think yeah I'm sure it will yeah, thank cheers, you Lee. cheers it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's Joe. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr! You're absolute German beauty! Woo! Dream lads! Charlotte have scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it all! Get in! Come on! What a time to be here! Here at Wembley! Oh my word! Oh my word! Charlton Live! Uh, a little jingle has cheered me up a little bit, actually. The Patrick Power jingle from Wembley. Uh, Lee Bowyer there uh, speaking to uh, Tom Wallin came to speak to us exclusively for Charlton Live after the game against Preston this afternoon. Um, he was he was down, wasn't he, Nath? He was he, he, he was just miserable. I mean, you were, you were in the room actually listening to the, the interviews as well and you could just see he just he, he was he was just a little bit upset with how, with how it went today, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, he, you know, he was, actually, I think he's feeling how everyone else was um just a bit just a bit disappointed really with the whole game and we we weren't at our best but you know at the, in, at the same time he, he knows that it was a hopefully it was a one off um we've not been like that all this season and but you know that we've still got a young team and you are going to get games like that you might not hope as long as it's not every week and we're in the bottom three uh, that's the main thing um and there'll probably be another couple of them by the end of the season uh, but yeah, he was disappointed. Um, but you know, he, to be fair, he, he did say that Preston had a way of playing and they managed the game. And he used the word "experienced" a lot. Um, That's one way of putting it. Isn't yeah, it? experienced <laughs> and professional. Yeah. <laughs> experienced and great game management, or yeah. something. But um, yeah, he was disappointed, and you can tell when his voice and in his face, he was just gutted. But um, you know, he was. Yeah. It's what it is, isn't it? I you mean, Mark, really... you're, you're you're quite experienced, but that doesn't mean you start sitting down <laughs> falling over every five minutes, does it? Yes, it does. Ah, so oh, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, sort of big breaking news as well this afternoon. Lyle Taylor ruled out of the game against Millwall. Uh, I think we were hoping he might be back. Um, I mean, we've been hoping on the show he would be. Uh, we have heard players being ruled out of, of games before, Mark. Do you yeah, think? Do you um, think there could be a bit of the old mind games going poss- on here? Possibly, because. You know, until the team sheet comes out next Saturday, I'm, I'm not going to believe he's not going to be available. Uh, you know, you, you hope and wish. Um, you, you never know. You know, whether he's just got, he could be one of these players who's got a real good level of fitness anyway and doesn't need too much to get back and just a spot of running this week. Even if he's on the bench, I think having him there would lift the crowd, it would lift the team and have something. So, you know, even if he doesn't play, He's not fit enough to play. Stick him on the bench anyway, because you know, mm. I think it, the influence he would exude, as it were. But like I say, it, too often, you know, Bowyer's said, oh, this player's out, that player's going to be out. And then, pop, there they go, you know, running out on a Saturday. And you're like, and, you know, I get it. You don't want to give the other team any advantage. But, you know, I think so, not many teams are going to be looking and saying, well, who have we got available and how can we match them up? You know, you get your own house in order first and see what you can do well. 
have men sort of like worry about the other team afterwards. Don't, mm. don't you don't do it. Don't start with them and see how you're going to negate that. Otherwise, that's such a negative attitude to a football match. We should be saying, right, what do we do well? What can we do better? I think next week has got to be a flat four at the back. It really has. And I think Bond's got to have someone alongside him. And if it's Lecco or Chucks from the start, I don't mind. I wouldn't I wouldn't be adverse to having all three of them and stick Lecco on one side and have him run down the wing and say, right, you know, you've got two to aim at in the middle. Get get some balls, beat a man, put across him. You know, don't try and beat him again, and and <laughs> and be be direct in that way. Because I think Millwall are there for the taking. You know, they've got a new manager. They've had one win, one one loss. So sounds like they were quite poor at Reading as well yeah. yesterday. And but, you're yeah. thinking, and we, and we turned Reading over. They've Millwall. Do you think Preston were direct today? Wait till you see Millwall next yeah. week. They've got Bodfarson and Matt Smith up top who are two bigger lumps or maybe even bigger than Stockley so um, it's going to be interesting to see how they cope this well obviously we'll talk on Thursday but it's going to be interesting how they perform on the yeah. next Saturday especially with a team like that yeah, our very own Millwall correspondent Nathan Muller there um, but we've actually got I was just about to say we've actually got Millwall tomorrow yeah, in under 23 yeah. so if Lyle plays in that then it might be that if he gets 20 minutes he might be on the bench if he don't play that, yeah. so he won't start even if he is fit, I don't no, think no, of course not. Yeah, um, but let's hope anyway. Yeah, sure, a special mention for Paddy coming back today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably quite pleased with his performance. I, I think he, the, the sort of afternoon he was hoping to have, really, wasn't it? He didn't have a break of sweat, did he? I thought yeah. he, he had his carpet slippers on in the second <laughs> half. It's, you know, I think you know we gave him the reception he deserved. You know, even at the end, you know, whilst booing referee, there goes Paddy. Let's give him a cheer. You know, and he, he I think he appreciated it as well. I didn't hear too much negativity during the game about it. But like I say, he didn't really have much to do. Even, you know, at the back, he, he didn't really... He wasn't really a threat. I mean, I thought their set pieces were, were awful. You know, I thought ours weren't much better. So, you know, I, I thought myself... I couldn't see him sort of like scoring. I couldn't, see, I couldn't really see either team scoring. So, but no, it was, it was good to see him and I hope he does well, you know, personally... Because I think you've got to look at the players who have done well for you as a club and say, you know what? I was a bit surprised, though, when Bowie said, oh, he didn't want to leave. I think he made it pretty clear he wanted to leave. Well, he had at the start so of the season, yeah. hadn't he? Yeah, so, with those tweets. But then I guess maybe by the end of it, maybe he may have changed his mind. But then you're talking about financial packages, which are, are very... You can make you, can, they can help to persuade a player to, yeah. to move to Preston, can't they? Which is, I mean, I, I ain't knocking him for that. That's that's real life, unfortunately. Right, um, let's have a look at some of the tweets. Don't forget, we're going to hear from uh, Jason Pierce later on during the show as well. But first one, it's been a negative show this evening. Let's have some good news. Uh, Grizzy uh, tweeted in saying, any chance of a shout out for Jack Burton, who ran uh, what turned out to be 30k from Carl Shelton Athletic to Charlton Athletic before the game uh, for Cancer Research UK, raising nearly £600. I'm knackered and I only supported him uh, on my bike. So well done to Jack. Yeah, we tweeted out his uh, Just Giving page during the week as well. So if you scroll down through our tweets, uh, if you want to help to help Jack to uh, reach his target, uh, raising money for Cancer Research UK, uh, well done. I'm running all that way from Carl Shelton to uh, Charlton today. And then David Nichols says, cheer us up tonight, Charlton Life. Uh, we weren't on it from the first minute until the last. We missed Johnny big time. What are your thoughts on how late Bo waited for bringing on Oztuma? 
uh, positives that this wasn't the Millwall game and we should get a reaction next week. So we, we touched upon it already, Nate, but I mean, if Ostrom had come on 25 minutes later, would we have gone on to get something from the game? Is that, it's hard to say, really, isn't it? But we certainly would have liked to have seen him given a bigger chance to go on and affect, trying to affect this, this performance we saw today. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I, I said that I'd like to have seen him on at half time, just because I thought we lacked something in that in that little hole between their midfield and back line. I just think there wasn't enough options. He's quite clever with a ball. He's, he can move the ball quickly. He can find some space, um, and I think he'd be able to be able to help get a bit of service to McCauley with some some uh, you know some passing between the lines. But you know, yeah, I think. Like you said, Bose didn't really have much else. You know, March touched on it. We had Josh Davison, you had Deji, uh, and we didn't really have much else to do. And maybe Bose just said, you know what, 10 minutes ago, you know, we might have this little maestro come up with something, you know, edge of the box. You don't know. But I just think coming into, coming into a game when you're chasing it against a physical side like that, with just, what, nine minutes or whatever, it's hard to get into a game anyway, let alone trying to get something out of nothing but um, I would have brought him in like Mark said when we when we conceded I would have probably made that change there. my only thinking behind it is if they had four guys on yellows mm. and you're thinking he's a tricky little player if one of them clobbers him red card more time added it's a stretch mm. you know because like I say I'd have put him on like I say I think once once we conceded I'd have, I'd have put him straight on because we we, so just, we just weren't really keeping the ball, and that's what I thought we lacked. So I thought at least with Erhan, we, we, we you ain't going to lump the ball to him, surely. Well, I'm saying that he scored an header against us for Walsall, <laughs> didn't he? But you needed someone to get on the ball, with mm. someone who wanted it, and I just don't think enough of us wanted to be on that ball today enough yeah. for me, and that's why I would have brought him on. Yeah, right. Cliff Scale says it was a bad day at the office and a frustrating performance, but let's remember our aim is to stay in this division and we are doing an unbelievable job in achieving that considering all of the injuries we have at the minute. We move on or we'll be forgotten if we win next week. And you, know, you can't you can't knock where we are sitting in the league table. You know, we're still we're still in a comfortable position. Uh, we're still not in a relegation dogfight, and that's what the worry was at the start of the season. So to to, to still be sitting here, what are we twenty two? We're still ten points above the relegation zone, which is what we were before the weekend started. Anyway, I mean, you can't argue with that, really. And and is is we always remember. You know, a frustrating game, a frustrating day. That, these happen in football. We, we had two earlier on in the season when we when we went and lost at Wigan and, and we got beat by Birmingham at home before that. You know, we soon forgot about that when we went on and put some good performance in after that. So it is. This is the championship. It it it's, it's a roller coaster ride where you you're winning you're winning one week three 0 against Derby, then all of a sudden you know getting a great point against West Brom, getting beaten in the midweek at Bristol City when you shouldn't have, and then all of a sudden after all that excitement, good results, you know, difficult results, all of a sudden you just have a nothing day like like today against Preston. That's what's going to happen this season, Mark. Yeah, I mean, like I say, that is that is a typical. You've just summed it up perfectly. That's what a season in the Championship is like. I mean, like most fans, I think honestly. Before the start of the season, if you said, right, you're going to be 10th, you know, at the end of the season, I'd go on, thank you very much. I'll take that now. Don't bother playing any of the games. Mm. Like I said to you, the, the disappointing thing is we know how good we can be. And on our day, OK, with all the players fit that we need, you know, we are fantastic. You know, today just wasn't that. Like, like Nathan said, there are just too many off their game today. And, you know, you tried the effort and it just looked, it, it looked like a, um, a Parks game today and that was from both teams it just looked like a Parks game and you just, you know, any minute now someone's going to shout next goal wins and, <laughs> and, and then that's it you're all off for a, for a pint 
So. Well, that turned out to be the case anyway. Right, John <laughs> Agambar says, I saw enough mistakes to last 10 games, unfortunately, today. Preston only had to do their jobs properly. Funny team selection, I felt, but we'll learn and we'll move on. Not impressed with Preston's antics after the goal. Did anyone see what happened there after the goal? Was it just over-celebrations? I saw some of the fans seem to be going on a bit, but unless, they, unless he meant... The, the like how much they were time wasting after the goal, I guess. But yeah, very mm. very frustrating, right? Ev James, okay, so we lost to a penalty goal. We're not uh, at the races all game, sluggish and trying to match a high ball game against a team of giants to only be six points off the top two at this stage of the season. I say we'll be okay. I'm still pressing for my Charlton versus Leeds playoff final. I just feel it in my bones. Talking of Bon, uh, I see a similarity with Super Clive when he came from Grinsby. Give the fella a chance and he'll shine. Yeah, I mean, obviously it wasn't really his day today in terms of he didn't have much um, much service, perhaps. he Again, we talked about his running off the ball, which perhaps could have been better, but Bose has talked about that before. Yeah, it was, yeah. T- it was too much... Um, head, uh, he was too lonely, shall we say. That's why second half, I thought it looked better. But I just think in the first half, there was no one close to him. So even if he did get ahead on something... He's just watching it drop behind him and then mop it up. Um, I, I think he's a player who needs someone alongside him. Simple, it's as simple as that because he is a finisher. Uh, like I say, I'd compared him a few weeks ago to Steve Jones more than Clive Mendonca, for, only for his style of running and um, for putting himself around. And again, he he still plays with a smile on his face, which is which is good. I think because he looks at where he came from. Let's like, say he, he was playing. But National League last year. last year, yeah. Play, so. so, and he, he'd have been playing someone like Torquay today, and he's playing in the Championship against the team who were who were who would who did go top. And I think he's. I'd I'd like to think if I was ever footballer, that's how I'd have played. You know, appreciating everything you've got and everything you're doing. You know, okay, it take half that we've lost, but I think it's you know put it into perspective like where he's come from, and yeah, he didn't score today, but. You know he's got five this season, and I think he'll score. I think he'll score more. So excellent stuff, right, Steve Catley? Uh, I, I put on Twitter that we're going to have an interview with Jason Pierce uh, soon, and Steve says, "Could you ask him why he continues to run around grabbing hold of strikers' arms, bodies, and shirts, and then wonders why he gets done for soft penalties?" I mean, obviously we've seen that challenge back on on the highlights of the 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 he did have two arms on Stockley, but when you look, I mean Stockley does also throw himself down at the same time but I mean you're you're inviting you're inviting a striker to do that if you've got your hands on him like that inside the penalty area yeah I think um, obviously when Piercy come in you can tell he was he was disappointed with himself um, yeah but if you you give a referee a decision to make like that in your box then you know it's it's it's, it's frustrating it's different from, remember the penalty last year that Lewis Page gave away where he didn't actually push him. He just they were just running at speed. But you know, Bo said that you know it was a penalty. And but that's what Piercy's like. Piercy is an old school centre half. You've got the modern centre half who's good with it, like Naby, quite more technical. Whereas Piercy's those sort of old school habits. But he's been of. but he's been caught yeah. today. What what yeah. you didn't see because like I say because I'm sitting literally the front row behind the um, home goal. Mm. In, we've got a free kick or a corner. And the guy's got handfuls of Pierce's shirt, and you can see when Pierce is trying to move because we're screaming at the lino. Are you? Are you actually seeing this? Mm. So some some centre halves are, are, are doing it and getting away with it, and some like today, you know, you get caught with. So mm. it's uh, he, he's had, he's been tugged himself. 
<laughs> behave. <laughs> and uh, well, cheer him up. <laughs> 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 it weren't in here, I'll tell you. It was in a Chinese restaurant around the corner. <laughs> we yeah. made him leave his clothes on earlier. Yeah. We didn't make him get out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Freddie Wells said it was frustrating to watch. Uh, Preston pressed high and stopped us getting forward. Bond found life difficult against Bauer. Uh, so it was a good decision by Bose to bring on an extra forward at half time. I felt sorry uh, for Nabby, though. Preston got their goal, then time wasted for the rest of the game. The ref. Uh, was poor, consistently missing Preston's blondie, elbowing our defenders and going into aerial challenges with his arm up in the air uh, like Mr. Tickle. Uh, right, Will Bolland says there's a long way to go yet. Yeah, he, he knows what he's saying. Uh, keep the faith, believe in Bayern. Mark, have you got a cramp? Yeah, I've got cramp. Yeah, Mark's currently <laughs> wandering around the studio on one leg at the moment. <laughs> It's all that, all that tugging. Yeah, it's the last time I was here with you, Nathan. I got cramp as well. <laughs> it must be something very, very uh, active. Yeah, yeah, he's had cramp again. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Ambulance is on the way, right? <laughs> so, you crank on, mate. Don't worry about it. the studio now. Mark's just, this is him time-wasting, this is. That's what it is. He's not, he's not really got cramp. Uh, right, it's Wayne Tone said, uh, I think it sounded more exciting on the radio, thanks to Stubbers and Welshie Wallin. <laughs> I don't think the North Korean addicts, or in actual fact the famous Vatican City addicts, uh, brackets Valley Pass VPNs, uh, would have been too impressed by the performance. Uh, but we forget about it and move on to next week. Dan said he's starting to get worried about us, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping, yeah, I can, I'm worried about us right now. I don't know what's going on in here. <laughs> right, Charlie Exile, what was the most frustrating thing about today? Stop rubbing yourself, Mark. Um, no, that's my leg. Yeah. <laughs> game management I hate it ah, I screamed and screamed why does the referee fall for it why doesn't he say get up and get on with it one of the players was even off the pitch rolling around and the ref still did it yeah he did he did and it was frustrating right Sarah says I watched the game back uh, when I got home uh, the full 90 minutes and we actually weren't as horrendous as I felt watching it at the Valley Preston came with a game plan and they executed it but they weren't fantastic either just an off day for us uh, we go again I mean two points there from what Sarah's saying so obviously she's watched the game here gone home and then decide I'm going to watch that again Sarah what on earth were you thinking I was going to say it's nothing yeah. else I would have watched guess, Songs of Praise or yeah, something but I guess if you, uh, if you are if you are talking about you know, you're not watching it with the frustration of thinking, oh, we might get back into this, but it's we're not getting... When you know full full well what's happening at full time, you know, we're losing the game, you can pro- you can take that level of frustration away and just watch the game as it is. And perhaps, yeah, you would have seen that we did create chances at time, but it was just... It, it was a difficult day for us. Right, Darren, uh, it's the final tweet for now. So it's just one of those games today where we didn't really get going. After Preston got their goal, they just set out to slow the game and frustrate us. Uh, we know we are a lot better than the, today's performance, so let's hope Saturday we turn up and show what we are all about. Phil uh, DM'd us, hi guys, very easy to overreact after a woeful performance like that, but it's quite predictable. Birmingham, Swansea and now Preston have all turned up, uh, have been very organised and hard to break down. I think Bowyer playing Bon up front on his own just doesn't work and our fullbacks didn't get forward at all. Uh, we've become too reliant on a 19-year-old playing in his first full season, Gallagher and of course Williams. Uh, not blaming Bowyer or the players, only one person to blame every time we struggle and that is our absent owner and that's from Phil uh, down there in Eltham and I can't can't say I overly disagree with that in any any way right uh, Josh tweeted in it felt like a proper game of football in the first half it had both physical and creative elements with both sides looking threatening but Preston's antics throughout the second half marred what was otherwise a very good win for them uh, perhaps detracting from some nice football Prattley's pocket says for all the uh, for the show, Prattley was like Arebo at his prime today. How would everyone rank him in comparison to our current players? So did, did you think Prattley had a, had a 
standout game today? That's what Prattley's pocket's telling us. Um, no, no, uh, not one bit. I, no, don't, I don't, no. don't think it was his best game. I don't think he had a. I don't think he had a poor game. I, it's not, I don't think anyone had a good game. I um, think he was conscious of not getting a card mm. because he wants to play against Millwall, and yeah. you know, I, th- I think that that must have been in his mind because I think a couple of tackles have happened, and you're thinking, you know, the practically of a few weeks ago would have um, taken the guy out, would have got a card for it. Today, I think he's he's let people skip past him and not done anything. So, um, again, you know, next week comes, becomes the big one for us. You know, and if he gets, if he scores, you know, we'll, we'll, like I say, we'll look back on this game and not even remember it. So... Mm. Well, let's uh, let's see how it goes. I mean, uh, Dan Saini thinks we should go to the Diamond versus uh, Millwall next week, two up top, and Neil Ozzy in the number 10 position, so maybe that could work out. Right, let's have a listen to what Jason Pierce said, uh, shall we? came in to speak to myself here in the Charlton Live studio uh, after the game. Obviously, it was him who gave away the uh, penalty, uh, and he agreed it was a very frustrating afternoon here in SE7. Yeah, yeah massively frustrating. Um I think they're better than us today. It's just disappointing because we're normally on it. I don't, didn't think we were quite on it today, and um, obviously we need to brush ourselves down because we've got a massive game uh, next week. So yeah, we'll um, obviously dust ourselves down and straight tomorrow. We'll be in tomorrow, and um, and we'll go again. It's one in the stands that looked like it was quite difficult for trying to get their rhythm going today. There was a, a lot of stoppages in the game. Did you find that it was it was like that when you're out there on the pitch? Yeah, yeah, it was t- yeah, it was tough. They they done a professional performance on us. I think they slowed it down when they had to put it in the corner. Um, just frustrated us really. Um, but I didn't think we we didn't get the get the ball down like we know we, we can um, and, and play football that we've been playing recently. And uh, that's that's the frustrating thing because we didn't we didn't put our stamp on the game and we're at home and we need to do that. So. We need to learn from it um, and, and obviously go again next week. It's not something we've seen too often so far this season where perhaps we haven't been playing uh, as well as we could do. No, we're, not, we're, normally, we're normally on it. I think uh, it was a bit flat from, from, from everyone today. Um, yeah, just really frustrating. It's, they're, they're obviously a good team. Um, they're good at what they do. They're effective, obviously playing long ball. Um, but we we should we should have coped better, I think. Um, and, and we all could have done better. So it's just a yeah, it's just a real frustrating day and frustrating because we've been doing so well of, of, of late um, performance-wise. So yeah, we, we need to get back on it. And obviously the managers told us that. When it came to the the penalty that was given against you, did you did you have any any complaints from the referee? Um, I was I was frustrated because um, he obviously he obviously went down. Um, I haven't seen I haven't actually seen it back yet. Um, but I, would, I would imagine. It probably looks like a penalty. Um, I defend. Like, I always defend like that. I'm quite a hands-on defender, um, so obviously I'm I'm disappointed um, to to have given a penalty away. But I, I'm like I said, I'm I'm quite hands-on, and he's just he's just gone down. I think I spoke to him after, and he said he went down. He went down to try and buy it, and he and he got it. Um, so yeah, annoyed, really frustrated. Obviously, I've lost us the game. You started in the in the back three today, something we've seen uh, Charlton play quite a bit over the last few weeks, but it did change at half time. But I mean, um, playing as part of that back three has been quite effective for us at times this season. Do you enjoy playing alongside Naby and, and Tom Lockyer as well? Yeah, no, we, yeah, we have done well. We have done well uh, in the back three, and I think we've, all three of us have enjoyed it. You know, um, today what wasn't wasn't to be today. I mean, they went they went long and. Um, the, the big man up front was was effective of what he done, um, and they they won a lot of second balls. So 
yeah, it was just a, just a, again, like I said, it's a frustrating day. Um, but hopefully, moving forward, we we can learn from it and um, and we'll and we'll keep on we'll keep on practicing, keep on playing. We, we're still learning. We're obviously it's our first season back in the league, and they were good, they were a good side. So yeah, we'll we'll learn from it. You mentioned looking ahead to next week. Now, if there's any way to to put a defeat behind you, is to go and get something at the new den, which is not something that Charlton sides do. That often, and it's one that means a lot to the players, uh, to the fans, and I'm sure as a, as a player yourself, it'll mean a lot to you as well. Yeah, and no, obviously, on, on how big this game is um, coming up, uh, a few people tried to talk to me before about, it and I'd obviously want to be want to concentrate on today's game first and foremost. But obviously, now that's that's gone, um, we can focus on that now, and obviously, we're gonna have to put in a lot better performance than we did today um, to have a chance in getting something out of the game. So. But we'll we'll make sure we're we're ready um, as players, and obviously me as captain get the boys ready. So yeah, we'll look forward to it. Short, good challenge from Cullen, wins it back for Charlton, can it come to Williams? Williams dives in, gets the ball, Williams on his feet, on a run. Williams, ball inside to Gallagher, it's good! Gallagher shooting shots! Gallagher! Oh, a whiff chance, first shot, goal! The Addicts take the lead, all down to the work and the determination of Johnny Williams. Inside to Conor Gallagher, whose first touch was great and the finish was excellent. And Charlton have an unlikely lead. Welcome back, it's Charlton Live on your Sunday evening, coming to you live from the Valley. We've uh, we've lost Mark, uh, he hasn't died, He's he's gone home. <laughs> uh, he, he, I did forget he does go home after an hour because he has got two young twins to look after, but we uh, we thank him for his uh, putting his body on the line, really, just yep. to talk about Charlton because he did go home suffering from a nasty injury. That's how bad the bloody injury crisis is here. We're getting people limping out of the studio, we're just sitting down. And he got cramped in his... Uh... I just think it was because he didn't want to sit like with just his socks on anymore. <laughs> I'm joking. Everyone thinks we're wrong, as not they? Well, probably, probably just you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, cheers to Mark. <laughs> yeah, it's good it was to nice see... to see him again. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, Mendonca Nasdaq's over on the chat on live forum said, I thought we showed Preston too much respect uh, in the first half with the three centre-backs. Invited a lot of pressure and didn't create very much. I thought Naby had a bit of a stinker and was rightly subbed before he would get sent off, although I wouldn't make him the scapegoat for the result. It was a very flat performance from a Charlton perspective. The fact that Prattley and Phillips were my men of the match at half-time says it all in regards to our attacking prowess. Uh, we are going to lose matches home and away and pick up results home and away that we didn't expect, so I'm not going to get too down about this one. Just hit the delete button Hit the delete button in my head and move on. I wish I had a delete button in my head, <laughs> uh, having, having spent all afternoon with Nathan. Um, oh, I, I, <laughs> I can't make up my mind <laughs> whether it was worse to pay to watch that or to watch it at home on Sky and be sent to sleep. Let's hope the players can make up for it at Millwall and put in a shift. I've never been a fan of midday home games on Sky. I bet Sky are hoping our next two home games on TV are a lot better. Uh, any news on Lyle's return? We're requiring out for a player who good to something special today and we really miss Williams' creativity as well. I, I, do you think Johnny Williams could have made, could have been the key to unlock <clears throat> unlock uh, the, that, that Preston defence today? I think he would have made a big difference, personally. I think... Um, 
mentioned earlier, I think we lack someone who can can drive with that ball. I know Connor done it a couple of times, but you know Josh and Pratt's aren't going to be those sort of players who will drive with the ball. Leco done it a little bit, but he's. So I think sometimes he's too direct. He doesn't actually. Not that he doesn't think where he's going. He's not. He just runs in. Doesn't know. Sometimes he's, he's, like, he's a bit of a in a good way ahead of yeah. the chicken. Like he just he's a bit unpredictable. Yeah, he's like he's like maverick, and he. But I think, and I think we are missing Johnny. I don't, I'm not. I knew that we'd miss him. I knew we'd miss him when he got injured, but I didn't think we'd miss him as much as we are now, mm. especially today. Look at just looking at the whole game. You, we was crying out for some something to do something, you know, just that little bit of spark, that little bit of space. But it was just like we said earlier; it was a combination of us being quite poor and nothing personally being really well, well, well organised and really well structured by Alex yeah. Neil. Dan said, are "You sure you two ain't scared Mark off?" Oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm suspect, mate. <laughs> Banner, if I just get up and go now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just leave me on my own. <laughs> just sort of, uh, you have to make up a voice, wouldn't yeah. you? Hello, my name's Nathan. Right. Let's have a look at some of the emails. Ben, uh, uh, I can tell we've been here all day. We're losing like our minds. Yeah. That's Miss Doubtfire, wasn't it? Yes, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> ben Greasby. Uh, not one to moan at Lee Bayram. We'll very rarely say this, but I think he got it wrong today from the start. This is from Ben mm. Greasby. Uh, despite Preston being second in the league, uh, well, uh, before kick now top, uh, they have a poor record away from home. Yeah, I think that might be their first away win of the season, actually, or their uh, second away win of the mm. season. Uh, they won at Birmingham as well, didn't they? Um, and uh, certainly were there for the taking. Setting up with five at the back and one up top at home is negative. I felt we were content with the draw before kickoff. I mean, just before we go through the rest of Ben's email, I mean, we, we played Derby, we played that same formation and it worked because Derby are a team we will play and come out, whereas Preston are a very different team. So whereas it, you know, it, it may be seen negative at home, in, in the right circumstances it can work, but obviously today it was too negative and it didn't work for us. Yeah, it didn't work, and I think the the problem we've got at the moment with the injuries we've got. I think if we start Leco and Bon, if that's nil nil, you know, if it's nil nil after seventy minutes, sixty seventy minutes, we haven't got really one in theory to impact a game. You're then relying on Chucks, who's a number ten; he's not a striker, and then you've got Josh Davison. So if we were going to go for the goal, we didn't really have a lot to change. So I can understand why we're not playing both Leco and Bon from the start. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I know, I know, what, I know the point in terms of defensive. But then you look at the, you look at what we've got available to us really. And Erhan, if you started him, he's not going to make an impact for for ninety minutes because of his size, his stature, and the type of game it was going to be. But, um, but like you say, the derby game, and I and we, I think Tom's mentioned it a few times as well on the Thursday show. I think we we play better against teams who come at us. Mm. Um, and I think when that's we were trying I, to hit them on the break yeah. in the first half. That's why I saw it in that first 15 yeah. minutes. I said I said on air, like it's quite an open game. This will suit Charlton, but mm. it obviously didn't end up uh, like that. Um, Ben's email continued. I know injuries have not been kind, but I think this is a game that would have suited a player like Leco from the start. Kyle looked very poor today. I don't think we needed him. Uh, Prattley and Cullen all on the pitch at the same time. Bond looked isolated at times. I would have, would have benefited from Leco. And or Ostuma from the get-go beside him or behind him. Uh, hopefully we can get a few more back before the big game next Saturday. But if we play like we did today and set up the way we did, I'm certainly not going to arrive at the den uh, confident. Poor game all round and not the best advert for championship football, to say the least. I don't think any Charlton fans ever arrived at the den confident, to be <laughs> fair, Ben. Uh, excellent email. Thanks for getting in contact, Ben. Next one's from Neil. Uh, said, I thought the officiating was one of the worst displays I have seen. The referee made the game all about him. A 
good match day official controls the game without you noticing. Uh, still, though, if you don't create chances, you don't score. If you don't score, you don't win games. That's from Neil Garnham. Yeah, I mean, the referee, he, 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 I, I, he's on the list, isn't he now? He's on the list. David yeah. Webb, he's called. Yeah, Mr. Webb, Mr. Yeah. Kettle, Mr. Stroud. Yeah. Uh, I think we've got a couple now. I know Terry's got the list in his bedroom somewhere, hasn't he? But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was. I think it was... I mean, you know, I, I agree with Mark. I'm not going to blame the ref for our performance, but he did frustrate it, you know. But I think Preston were the main culprits, but he didn't really help himself to ref. No. Um, especially how they kept, how that Darnell Fisher kept nicking 20 yards on a throw. I do not know. I mean, there was one right near the corner flag. It took it near, our half, near the halfway line, yeah. but, you know, crack on. <laughs> but John Lyons <laughs> uh, says, Bayer's tactics were all wrong today. Playing one up front gave the initiative to Preston to push forward. Ostuma should have played from the start, supplying the two forwards to push Preston back uh, this was more like an away game yeah and again that is, seemed to be sort of the recurring theme in the messages tonight it, it mm. was I can understand I can understand why people feel like that certainly yeah I do as well I mean it's hard because I mean if you look at the bench <clears throat> I mean if Johnny was fit no doubt in my mind that we would have gone to a free up top with Leco and Williams either side of Bond but we said on Thursday Erhan's not gonna he's not a winger so, I mean, if we did do that, you know, you've got Lecco on one side. Who can you put up there in that left wing? You're not really going to get a lot of whip from, you know, Ben and Sol. So, we didn't re- we haven't really got the players to try and affect a game, I think, at the moment, which is a bit disappointing. Um, but, look, they're, they're, you know, we haven't got Johnny at the moment. We have to, it is what it is. Um, but, I mean, it's worked before and I can see why he's done it. But, obviously, it's food for thought now for for another physical game against Millwall so mm. just have to see how he pans out yeah. for that right Paul Griffiths has got in touch about the disappointment this afternoon he says evening Charlton live team well a thoroughly disappointing afternoon at the Valley in my view is the worst we've played all season yet still created some chances and could have drawn uh, with the Cats chance at the very end yeah Purrington did have that big chance didn't he uh, but we were of course thankful again to Dylan Phillips for some outstanding saves as well in the first half our defence looked all at sea every time Preston came forward and I'm not sure that specific combo of three centre-halves was Bayer's best tactical decision uh, but as he gets most of them right and changed it at half-time we can certainly forgive him I think I need to follow Nathan's league lead and not look at Twitter after a defeat with some of the doom and gloom on there yes we did not play well uh, but would any of us have expected uh, to be where we are now uh, two weeks before the season started no you have to remember that Preston went top today so clearly they are a good team and Alex Neil clearly got his tactics uh, spot on not seen the penalty again yet and have no real view of it from the family corner uh, but it seems no real disagreement with it so possibly one decision the ref may have got create uh, correct uh, when he had one of those games that the ref uh, that gives all refs a bad name. My afternoon was complete as a thoroughly miserable one uh, when not long after the Preston goal, Barney, my six-year-old, managed to chuck his entire cho- hot <laughs> his entire hot chocolate over me. So I spent the rest of the game with wet and sticky jeans. Come in here, take him off. So, <laughs> I did not know that was coming. Yeah, <laughs> said, uh, let's hope that Lee can rally the troops uh, for the big one next Saturday. Thanks as ever for the wonderful chocolate live shows uh, every week. And that's from Paul, one of our top listeners. He always uh, he always listen out while he's doing his running, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, do, does a good does good. 
little running. Yeah. Um, good every week. Yeah, top man, Paul. Agree with, him, agree with him about defenders as well. Yeah. I just think we couldn't handle Stockley, personally. Yeah. I think yeah. we couldn't act his physicality. Yeah, well, yeah. I think this is a good time to teach Barney how to use a washing machine as well. So you, you made this yeah. mess. You can, you can start him young. You can clean it up. Right, uh, Lee Chapman said, I thought we, uh, I thought the Preston North End number two, which which number? Say, Darnell, Darnell Fisher. It was Darnell Fisher. It was the right back, yeah. Yeah, it was lucky to even be on the pitch the time West, uh, wasting so-and-so. He should have had a yellow in the first half for descent to the referee and then he got a second yellow in the second half uh, which he did deserve. I mean, there was there were times where, I mean, a lot of Plessis players were picking up yellow cards, weren't they? And it was just a niggly game and, you know, the referee was a bit inconsistent with when he was getting his card out and that's what obviously part of the uh, the frustration today. Right, Mike uh, Harrington uh, wants to talk about Naby Saar. Says, I felt a bit sorry for Saar uh, today. Left side was a problem, not just Naby. Uh, the team showed nerves throughout. This caused Purrington to hesitate going forward. Uh, ben is a better fullback than a wingback, to be fair. This all caused Ben to keep going back to Saar rather than forward, adding to the pressure that Naby was clearly struggling uh, under. It says, also, uh, a mention again for Prattley, very good again. That's from uh, Mike Harrington. So yeah, I mean, like we saw, there were times Naby, like there was a spell in that sort of midway point of the first half where he looked nervous and then he kept getting the ball as well. Mm. So he had, he had to play his way out of it and it just showed you know, a, a little bit of uh, character there to, to come out of it pretty much in one piece, but then you get substituted at halftime anyway. So, I mean, we know what Naby can get like when it, when things aren't quite going his way and, and he, he can become a nervous player, which, you know, when... when when he's happy and everything's going well, he, he he's a lot better than that. Yeah, he's a confidence player, isn't he? And I think I agree with him in terms of Ben. And I think that's probably where our struggles are. I think our two, our fullbacks aren't the most attacking fullbacks. Well, the two are, are two injured in Matthews and Pagey. You know, Souls and Souls will get forward and Ben will get forward, but they're not naturally attacking players. So it'll always be a natural custom to Ben and Souls to come back inside and put Nabs under pressure. But then if Matt Nabs, has, he didn't have anything in that middle, didn't have anything at all really to aim for. So it was put under pressure. But Nabs is a confidence player and I'm sure Bose would have been honest with him and just say, listen, I'm just changing the shape. We don't need three, three of us there. They've only got the one up top. We need to get some get foothold in the game. So, mm. But yeah, no, Nabs will be bounced back, no sure. Yeah, sure. So we'll start talking about bouncing back then. We're coming towards the end of the show. We've got a little bit of time to... Start thinking about Millwall a bit more. Um, you know, obviously Fantastic. we'll do that. We'll do that properly on Thursday. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that Bayer will struggle to, to pick his team back up again after today, and, and to get him pumped up for going to the new den because you know it's Charlton Millwall. And I mean, if if there ever is a side that feels like it has a little bit of character that you need to go and get a result at the den, it does feel like this is the one, and the manager is surely the sort of manager who, who will have them pumped up for this fixture. Yeah, I think um, Bose will pump them up. I think Jacko will pump them up in training. Um, everyone, you know, everyone will know you've got enough players there now. You know, to, you know, Dills, you know, Souls, Piercy. We'll have we've got loads of players there. We'll be able to tell any anyone who doesn't really know. Even you know, Berem Kyle will know what it's like when he was you know Brighton against Palace. He knows everyone knows what a derby. And even when he was at Celtic, they know what derbies are. They know what it means. Um, all they've got to do is just try and treat it like a game, just like a normal game. Because I think once sometimes if players try and overcomplicate and try and play the occasion, not the game, is when it gets the better of them. And then you start doing things that you wouldn't actually do instead of doing the simple things. Mm. But I think they'll be fine. I mean, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be our place to go to like it always is. But, you know, some players like that sort of environment. And I think that's what a lot of us fans might not see. So if someone doesn't start next week, maybe like a Naby, 
it, yeah, it, everyone might go, oh, it's because he had a bad game last week. Or it might be a case that, you know, Bose think he might not be able to handle the pressure or handle that sort of atmosphere. Because I don't think Naby... We saw what he was like in the playoffs. Exactly. He, I mean, he so, had a very good second half of last season in the playoffs. He didn't. So. Exactly. So and we don't know what people are like under pressure. But I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if Chuck starts next week. Yeah. Yeah, I think Chuck... I just think we need, need a lot more physicality next week. And I think Chucks might start yeah. behind... Macca. I mean, you talk about a youngster like Conor Gallagher then. Obviously, yeah. he plays with a lot of energy and that, that's what we're going to need there. He's got a little bit of skill. He strikes me as the sort of one who, who, who won't mind getting stuck in as well. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like this could be a, an occasion for him, you know, any player going to Millwall, they're not going to be that welcome there, but coming from, from another London club as well, a young up-and-coming player who's, you know, got got the long hair and all that. It's the sort of mm-hmm. the sort of player that Millwall fans won't take to. So I feel like this could be an occasion for him to to really, you know, continue what's been very good for him so far this season. Yeah, I think Joshy as well. Josh Cullen, obviously West Ham. They're not going to like him, and obviously he's got a point to prove when they when he was with Bradford and lost to Millwall, didn't they? In the final. Yeah, in the final. Yeah. So yeah, I think we've got a lot of I think we've got a lot of young players who can actually relish it. I think yeah, like you say, I think Gallagher's one of those that he'll actually really enjoy that sort of game. He likes to get himself involved. He likes, you know, the the amount of... We didn't even mention him today. The amount of times he, he tracked back today, even though his passing was off, he always tried to make amends for it. Um, but yeah, I think they'll all know next week, even, the, you know, the Sollies and that. They'll all know what the, what the coup is. And even on the bench, George Lapsley, he knows what it is. Mm, so yeah, it's just I'd a, like to see him coming on. Exactly. Point, yeah. So And it's just a case of, listen, let's, we had an off day. Let's try and get back. What we're going to do? We know they're going to be physical. We know Millwall will be direct, probably a lot more direct than today, if that's possible. Let's keep the ball on the floor, get an early goal, let the Millwall fans moan, and then we'll cut, take a five nil win. <laughs> confidence, <laughs> confidence. There, Thursday mate. it'll be a different story. <laughs> uh, excellent stuff. I mean, we talk about Lyle Taylor. Um, yep. You know, saying if he's going to be back or not, and uh, if he is going to be back, he's going to have to put his phone down, isn't he? Um, it's been an interesting couple of days for, for Lyle on Twitter. Um, I, you know, for those, not everyone who listens to the show will be on Twitter and, and looking at that sort of stuff. But Lyle's been quite vocal uh, with his political views. Now, it's quite interesting, isn't it, when um, sports people get involved in politics? Because if it's on your side, you, you, yeah, 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 you, you, you crack on there, Lyle Taylor. And if it's not on your side, or it's, you know, it's Gary Lineker and someone don't agree with it, everyone's like, I'll stick to football, stick to football. And I mean, it's, it's caused arguments on Twitter. Um, I don't think anyone's suggesting that Lyle Taylor shouldn't go out and shouldn't be allowed to speak mm. his mind that's what that's what Twitter's for you mm. know he's a articulate chap and he and he has his views that he wants to share um it's just it's just a shame to see us descending into an argument between him and Tony Watt now <laughs> two two Charlton strikers uh, past well, and present <laughs> yeah I mean listen we you know Lyle speaks his mind he's very active on social media and do you know what if that's the way he's gonna be, if if it means he ain't gonna change, is he? Yeah. No, nah, he's not gonna change. And as long as he's bangs in the goals for Cholton on a Saturday or a Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, then that's I'm all game for that. Um, as long as he doesn't upset anyone, he's gonna upset some lefties because obviously he looks like he's a he's like a right sort of conservative person. But that, you know, like you say, everyone's entitled. It's just like me and you on there. You know, it's, mm. everyone's entitled. To, he's not upsetting anyone. He's not being offensive. He's not being anything like that so um, yeah it was just interesting with him and Tony what differing on on policies and NHS spending or something I don't know I was reading it but I got bored in the end but yeah it is what it is, what it is you know as long as no, no one's getting hurt yeah. or or bullied or whatever else yeah. happens I, th- I think that for a lot of fans um, 
a player who's as forthright with his views as Lyle Taylor is not something you're used to in this day and age at all. I mean, Lyle's an absolute joy to interview because he'll come out and say something interesting. There's a lot of time you, you'll get players. I mean, Joe Rebo was the worst one last year. Can't say nothing of absolute any consequence. Adam Ola. Yeah, Adam at, at all. Yeah, like <laughs> so, so. I mean, you hope you're hoping. You know, you can't have, you, can, you can't have a talismanic striker who's got a little bit of something about him. Where all of a sudden you might have a bit of a character that you don't a characteristic or a trait that you don't like. And I guess there's been a little bit of that on Twitter this week. But that's been quite an interesting one uh, mm. for fans of popcorn uh, and sitting there eating popcorn whilst reading Twitter because it's been a yeah, it's been one hell of a ride on there. Um, yeah there we go right we are coming towards the end of uh, this evening's show uh, don't forget we will be back on Thursday then uh, with the big 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 match preview uh, looking ahead to next Saturday's derby at the den uh, the nerves will start kicking in soon I imagine well just the, the preemptive disappointment normally I was just oh god here we go again I'm just, yeah I'll just go in just think go oh it's Groundhog Day and then anything else if we don't if we win it's a bonus isn't it you know what yeah, I mean exactly well we didn't win today let's hope we can put that right next week right thank you to Nathan Muller for being here this evening and all day I've had a wonderful day with you Nathan yeah I'm, I'm do you know what I'm, I've had such a great day I actually I'm actually sad I'm not going to see you tomorrow oh, that's, that's a, a lie no. <laughs> I'll see you Thursday yeah anyway. I'll pop round tomorrow if you want uh, <laughs> right uh, also thanks to Mark Newbury who was yeah. here earlier on during the show uh, thanks to all of you who've listened and of course those of you who've got involved on the, on the socials uh, and on the forum as well thanks for giving us all your uh, opinions we'll be back here as I said on first I hope you've enjoyed this evening show. I hope in a way we've managed to cheer a couple of you up because uh, it was a bit of a miserable day here at the Valley but we've got to the end of it uh, tomorrow is a new day Monday is the start of a new week let's hope it's a week that ends with Charlton winning at the new den we shall see you on Thursday evening Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.